Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Kuru, where you get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while learning about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, X Kuru, and today we'll be continuing our reading of Persian mythology in Aladdin and the Arabian Nights. Today's tea is Darjeeling, a pretty popular drink. It's also one of the most expensive teas in the world because of its limited production and its unique taste. It's grown in the Himalayan belt in India, where the leaves are hand-picked from tea gardens at varying altitudes. Of these thousands of hand-picked leaves, only about 500 kilograms results in specialty Darjeeling teas. Hence, the higher the quality leaves you want, the steeper the price. And rightfully so, if these leaves are hand-picked and at such a remote location, I swear to God. So I didn't know Darjeeling was one of the most expensive teas in the world, actually, but given its fancy name, I should have guessed. And now on to our third story in Aladdin and the Arabian Nights, the story of the merchant and the genie. There was formerly a merchant who possessed much property in lands, goods and money. One day, being under the necessity of going a long journey on an affair of importance, he took horse and carried with him a wallet containing biscuits and dates, because he had a great desert to pass over, where he could procure no sort of provisions. He arrived without any accident at the end of his journey, and, having dispatched his affairs, took horse again in order to return home. The fourth day of his journey, he was so much incommoded by the heat of the sun that he turned out of the road to refresh himself under some trees, where he found a fountain of clear water. Having alighted, he tied his horse to a branch, and, sitting down by the fountain, took some biscuits and dates out of his wallet. As he ate his dates, he threw the stones carelessly in different directions. When he had finished his repast, being a good Muslim man, he, watched, he washed his hands, face and feet, and said his prayers. Before he had finished, and while he was yet on his knees, he saw a genie of monstrous bulk advancing towards him with great fury, whirling a scimitar in his hand. The genie spoke to him in a terrible voice, Rise, that I may kill thee with this scimitar, as thou hast killed my son and accompanied these words with a frightful roar. The merchant, being as much alarmed at the hideous shape of the monster as at his threats, answered him, trembling, Alas, how could I kill your son? I never knew, never saw him. Did not you, when you came hither, demanded the genie, take dates out of your wallet, and as you ate them, threw the stones about in different directions? I did all that you say, answered the merchant, I cannot deny it. When thou wert throwing the stones about, resumed the genie, my son was passing by, and thou didst throw one into his eye, which killed him. Therefore I must kill thee. Ah, my lord, pardon me, cried the merchant. No pardon, exclaimed the genie, no mercy. It is not just to kill him that has killed another. I agree, it is, replied the merchant, but certainly I never killed your son, and if I have, it was unknown to me, and I did it innocently. 
I beg you, therefore, to pardon me and suffer me to live. No, no, returned the genie, persisting in his resolution, I must kill thee, since thou hast killed my son. Then, taking the merchant by the arm, he threw him into his face on the ground, and lifted up his scimitar to cut off his head. As soon as she had spoken these words, perceiving it was day, and knowing that the sultan rose early in the morning to say his prayers and hold his counsel, Skaherazadi discontinued her story. Dear sister, said Dinazadi, what a wonderful story is this. The remainder of it, replied Skaherazadi, is more surprising, as you will allow, if the sultan will but permit me to live this day and allow me to proceed with the relation on the morrow. Skaharia, who had listened to Skaherazadi with much interest, resolved not to put Skaherazadi to death that day, intending to execute her when she had finished the story. He arose, went to his prayers, and then attended his council. During this time, the Grand Vizier was in the utmost distress. Instead of sleeping, he spent the night bewailing the lot of his daughter, of whom he believed he should himself shortly be the executioner. As, with this melancholy prospect before him, he dreaded to meet the sultan, he was agreeably surprised when he found the prince entered the council chamber without giving him the fatal orders he expected. The sultan, according to his custom, spent the day in regulating his affairs, and when the night had closed in, retired with Skeherazadi. The next morning, before the day, the sultan, without waiting for Skeherazadi to ask his permission, bade her proceed with the story of the genie and the merchant, upon which Skeherazadi continued her relation as follows. When the merchant saw that the genie was going to cut off his head, he cried to him, For heaven's sake, hold your hand. Allow me one word. Have the goodness to grant me a respite of one year to bid my wife and children adieu and to divide my estate among them. But I promise you that this day twelve months I will return under these trees to put myself into your hands. Do you, do you take heaven to be witness to this promise? said the genie. I do, answered the merchant, and you may rely on my oath. Upon this the genie left him near the fountain and disappeared. When the merchant, on reaching home, related what had passed between him and the genie, his wife uttered the most piteous cries, beat her face, and tore her hair. The children, all in tears, made the house resound with their groans, and the father, not being able to resist the impulse of nature, mingled his tears with theirs. At last, the year expired, and he was obliged to depart. He put his burial clothes in his wallet, but when he came to bid his wife and children adieu, their grief surpassed description. Affected beyond measure by the parting with his dear ones, the merchant journeyed to the place where he had promised to meet the genie. Seating himself down by the fountain, he awaited the coming of the genie with all the sorrow imaginable. Whilst he languished under this painful expectation, an old man leading a hind appeared and drew near him. After they had saluted one another, the old man inquired of him why he was in that desert place. The merchant related his adventures to the old man's astonishment, who, when he had done, exclaimed, This is the most surprising thing in the world. 
and you are bound by the most inviolable oath. However, I will be witness of your interview with the genie. He then seated himself by the merchant and they entered into conversation. When the merchant and the old man who led the hind were talking, they saw another old man coming towards them, followed by two black dogs. When he was informed of the merchant's adventure, he declared his resolve to stay and see the issue. In a short time, they perceived a thick vapour, like a cloud of dust, raised by a whirlwind, advancing towards them. When it had come up to them, it suddenly vanished, and the genie appeared, who, without saluting them, went to the merchant with a drawn scimitar, and taking him by the arm, said, Get thee up, that I may kill thee, as thou didst my son. The merchant and the two old men began to lament and fill the air with their cries. When the old man who led the hind saw the genie lay hold of the merchant and about to kill him, he threw himself at the feet of the monster and, kissing them, said to him, Prince of genies, I most humbly request you to suspend your anger and do me the favour to listen to the history of my life and of the hind you see, and if you think it more wonderful and surprising than the adventure of the merchant, I hope you will pardon the unfortunate man one half of his offence. The genie took some time to deliberate on this proposal, but answered at last, Well then, I agree. And that is the end of the first part of The Merchant and the Genie. It, the stories of the two old men, obviously, are broken up into two separate stories. So we'll touch on that in the other episode but I think it was a really nice story especially since if you haven't guessed by now Skeha Herazadi is using these stories to try and prolong her life while simultaneously saving the life of one woman in the kingdom while Skaharia tries to you know get over his little temper tantrum uh, that is not a that is not what it is uh in his mind, but you can dumb it down to a temper tantrum, basically. So, they're very um, fantastical stories, uh, very fantasy-based, heavily. You'd probably never think of it in such a modern time with all this scientific um, hearsay. But I think it's really nice to visit all these mythological roots, especially fairy tales that have such a rich depth of magic and folklore and or inspiring magic-ish so yeah I think it was really nice um so we'll see how this goes I've actually almost finished reading the book I've actually been taking my time and slowly just absorbing all this really nice content and enjoying the book itself because it is amazing to look at very aesthetically pleasing to hold and actually feel this bone it says leather i'm hoping it's fake leather because then i want to cry a little bit but yeah it's bound really nicely it's really pretty the illustrations are wonderful it's just a great book right um so away from the story though and our lovely darjeeling tea i'd like to wish the muslim community a happy ramadan mubarak um, happy Lent to those who celebrate it, and I believe Naratri started as well, so happy Naratri too. Um, 
And yeah, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. And if you feel so obliged, give me a follow on Instagram at ttalkswithkudu. You can also find this podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Samsung Podcasts, as well as the Akas platform. And if you have a book you'd like reviewed or that you would like to review with me, you can message me on Instagram. Thanks for listening and see you next time.